Hey guys, we're Mike and Paige. We are college sweethearts. We live right outside Nashville. We've been married for 10 years and we have four adorable children. Uh, my wife and I, we love podcasts and we also love really good stories. So we thought we'd put those two things together and create our own. So welcome to Laugh So You Don't Cry. friends so we went to a really small college like really small the graduating class above me had like 30 students their incoming year I don't know how many graduated um my class had like 120 150 and Mike what did yours class yours was the one after me we had 220 220 so like itty bitty school teeny school so we all knew each other and um yeah. So <laughs> people would drop off stuff and there'd be like a free table and a donation table and whatever. Oh yeah. That table, there was a table out in front. Yeah. There and and there's like bread people would come by and do all this bread. Churches would come by and drop off all sorts of stuff. And right. So one time our, um, what was Jack Lewis? What was his the, actual the dean title? Of administration. Yeah. So he uh, we were all hanging outside of school and he was like, hey, or maybe we were in the hallways and he was like, hey, um, I have some things that I need done. Would you guys help me? And I was like, yeah, like I'm always down to help. And so there's this really cute guy that was in our freshman class that all the girls love. Who was that? Who's that cute guy? I can't eat. I think his name is Ryan. Uh, I don't even <laughs> he remember. He made a lasting impact, clearly. <laughs> super, super lasting. <laughs> Amanda Ryan would know. <laughs> She thought he was so cute. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> but um, we'll, call, we'll call that guy Dan. Right, right. Her husband. It was not him. But anyways, we were hanging outside or inside somewhere. There's a group of us, and Jack Lewis comes up to us and he's like, Hey, would you help us out? And the group of us were like, Yeah, absolutely. And he's like, I got some stuff that you need to carry. And you know, we just thought it was yet again something else that and we had to carry I don't remember if we I think we had to carry them from inside the school down some stairs out some windy way and then like on the on the um like sidewalk or it was in the sidewalk and we had to carry it upstairs one of the two it involved (laughs) stairs and it was heavy and it was a lot of things so I'm doing it you know like be bopping around I be bop through life I do and head in the clouds like whatever and I'm like, oh, man, like, this is so fun. Um, and I turned to, let's call him Ryan. I don't remember his name. And I was like, it's like we're on a missions trip. <laughs> doing, you know, carrying hard stuff. And he just, like, looked at me and he was like, you mean, like, work? Like, people just work, Paige. <laughs> Whoops. He was right. He was right. Like, some people just carry no, just- hard stuff sometimes. Labor. It's called labor. <laughs> Wait. But I had never had a labor job. I worked at a grocery store up until this point. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. Was, was that the end of the story? That's the end of the story. Okay. I just wanted to so, share my so, embarrassing moment so, with this so, guy that I don't even remember his name, that Paige had not done hard labor except for mission trips. Because so, <laughs> a lot of you will text Paige and like ask her questions or message her, you know, and you're like... Which is awesome. I love that. You guys don't do it for me. That's right. I'm not heart, I'm not butt hurt. Whatever. Yeah, you are. Shut up. Um, yeah, you are. He's for <laughs> no. So for real, all of y'all just start texting Mike because so he's like, "Why don't I ever get texts?" Here's the question. So Paige has told us a really funny story. 
I love those stories. I love hearing these things. Was that the first time you've heard that? I did. But, it pops up in my head every now and but again. But here's the thing. The story did not start out with Jack Lewis asking you to carry heavy stuff. The story started out with, at our school, there was this table, and sometimes people would drop stuff off on it, like bread and goods and church, you know. I was just and saying, then, like, people dropped off stuff. Like, it was not unusual that he had someone drop off these, like, cement things. Cement? Cement. Cement. Blocks, and we had to carry them up. Like, that was just normal. Someone had donated something to our school, and we had to now carry it from one location to another. You know, I went there for five years. That's kind of sad that I say it. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last year you took one class. I did. People dropped off cement blocks. Yes. Or we were dropping them off. It was one of the two. <laughs> it was upstairs, downstairs, downstairs, downstairs. The point is, I said to an attractive guy, it's like, we're working. And he was like, yeah, yeah, work, work. And I was like, mission strip. This is a perfect head in the cloud moment. Right <laughs> oh, also, oh. that same guy, Amanda was in love with this guy. And we were hanging out at his house. And I said something about, you know, girls always, Christian girls, he always... You know, think about our husbands one day. And I said something about, like, I would love to marry, like, an older guy that kind of has his life together. And he, like, straight up, like, mocked me. He was like, Paige, absolutely not. (laughs) Well, what up, Ryan? She got half that. (laughs) An older man. An older man. (laughs) I'd like to let you know. I was fully planning on that. You're like, I'm going to talk first. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. (laughs) I'd like to let you know that right before we hit record, Mike goes, you've looked hotter. (laughs) Because I'm sitting here in like red pajama pants and like a Sherpa blanket. They're Christmas pajamas. And then she has one of those big old like comfy onesie things on that are huge, you know? It's a Sherpa blanket that was made into a hoodie and it is so It's called a comfy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have like fuzzy socks on. So yes, I have looked hotter, but have I looked worse? Also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting it close. <laughs> uh, so thanks for joining us, guys. Um, it's been crazy again. Like I feel like life's never going to slow you down. You just get it at a podcast when you get a podcast. Yeah, yeah, you get what point. you get. Well, you don't throw a. When we first started this page, it's like every single week we're going to do one, and I'm like, hey, I know you're like a seven on the enneagram, um, but calm down. All right. <laughs> I yes. only have ambitions. Okay? She only has. You're right. Lots of them. You're right. And if you fail at something, you just move on from <laughs> like nah, 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 nah. <laughs> go to something else. So um, tonight we're we're kind of going backwards a little bit. Um, you know, we're thinking about stuff we want to talk about, and we realized we talked a lot about you know our separation. I was getting back together. You know what that looks like, and then. You know, all we kind of gave you like the bullet points of it, yeah. but we wanted to share something that was kind of like near and dear to my heart. Like, I have historically always loved a good redemption story. Mm-hmm. Loved a good redem- redemption Paige story. Hates. I love movies that are like leave you hanging. Oh my you gosh! Know? Why would we watch? She's movie like, that she's like, there was hanging. nothing redeeming about that. That movie was awful. And I'm like, yeah, Reservoir Dogs is amazing. <laughs> and she, well, she's never seen it, but like, she likes redemption, and I'm like. Sometimes redemption is not always on in the books, you know. So that Paige, is the most depressing sentence I've ever heard. Man, but it is so true. Mm, until you live it. Yeah, it's true. But even then, it's still kind of part I guess of life. We never so. fully live it if we're in Christ Jesus. What now, sucker? <laughs> true that. 
So we just want we want to talk about the in between this redemption story of ours and the yeah the in between. Um, when we were getting ready for this, one of the things we kind of talked about was like, you know, we we everybody loves a good redemption story. We all love we all love the idea of like things getting really hard and collapsing and breaking down and there being redemption. You know, we love those stories of people failing and falling and breaking and then coming back together. And we, when we were talking about it, it's like, you know, sometimes that's not always the case. You know, redemption, like me and my, mine and Paige's marriage has, has been redeemed and it's mm-hmm. still being redeemed. There's still redemption going on. Um, redemption is not a, a stopping point. It is like a constant. Mm, and that's so, a good point. um, but that's not the case for everybody. That's not the case for every situation. And so, um, yeah, when these podcasts first, you know, came out, I had a lot of people and I still do like people reaching out to me and just being like, yeah, like this happened with my husband or, um, I had a lady, a friend of mine was like, you're, I just wanted you to know, like, you're not the only one, like this is a story. Actually, I had two women who came up to me and said almost identical, like, you're not the only one, like, Mm. you're not the only one who goes through this struggle. Um, There's other, more of us like you or like you guys. I think they both said you guys. Mm. Um, So uh, a lot of the women also who have reached out have also said to me, like, what do you do? What do you do? And so we kind of wanted to talk about that. Like, what do you do when you're in the middle of what you hope will be a redeeming story, but you just don't know? Yeah. Um, so let's rewind it. Mike just left. He is flying home to Nashville. I had an Airbnb for a couple of days. And um, our friends Dan and Amanda were like, what do you need? Like, how can I help you? Um and I, I just remember sitting in the hotel or in the Airbnb and just thinking like, I'm alone. I'm alone. And this Airbnb, like a mic was supposed to be there. Um, the kids were asleep in bed. I, I don't, I, as a young mom, a mom of young kids, like I don't really have a lot of alone time. I don't really get a lot of that. (laughs) And Mm. so it's not, it was not something that I was used to. And like, you know, the silence is just amplified. Yeah. Cause I'm alone. And I remember that I had brought up a Beth Moore study that I uh, like had done maybe like two of and like never finished. And I was like, Hey Amanda, do you want to like do this from like from afar together? She's like, yeah, that'd be super fun. And so I like brought it up to show her or something like that. And so I was like, she probably like lean into the Lord, but also I'm so numb. Mm. And I always tell people like when something really tragic happens to reach out to other people and let them hold you. Um, that's what I do. What I tell people who have just miscarried, like, and I know about it, obviously. I text them and say, hey, you just take care of yourself. Like you bathe, make sure you eat mm-hmm. and like, let the saints cover you in prayer because you, like, you just can't 
for a while anyways, when you go through something unbelievably heartbreaking, when you go through the miscarriage, when you go through the divorce, when you go through the betrayal, when your husband is looking at pornography, when just life hits so dang hard, when you just don't think you can move anymore. Sometimes you just need to take a beat and just exist mm. and let the saints hold you and and lift you up in prayer. Um, but in order to do that, you've got to share. And that's really scary. Yeah, I think that's a really good point about <clears throat> part of the in-between, you know, because you have the moment of destruction or disconnect, you know, where, you know, in our case, you know, like I got caught and there was the confrontation and then there was the separation, you know, and then there's no telling what the end of the timeline looks like. You know, and like I said prior, you know, there's redemption thing is like an ongoing, it's a living organism. It's a constant. <laughs> there was no, I mean, Paige, Paige said we were done um, and I could see the hurt and, you know, so like we're in, we're in the middle of that, you know, and um, we were in the middle of that. Yeah. Like there's no end in sight. There's no. Right. I think that was really hard for me too of like similar to miscarriage, like there's this death, mm-hmm. like I'm very present with like face to face with death and I, there can be hope for in our case, reconciliation, there could be hope for that, but it felt so far away so unobtainable that I didn't even know how to hope for that. Mm. I remember feeling like this. So my entire life was, was structured on like on lies and it wasn't like, what do you mean by that? Your entire life is structured on lies. um, Unpack that a little. No. So, I mean, like I like to get high and so, you know, I'd steal them from people. I would go to different doctors, you know, like, I never bought them like on the street from people, you know, I never got to that point. Not, I mean, not yet, <laughs> you know, I'm you sure. You stole them yeah. from people yeah. that we know. But I'm saying like, um, you know, I never found a dealer, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm sure if I, I'm sure if somebody, if somebody approached me about it, I'd be like, heck yeah. And you know, now I got my person, uh, praise the Lord. It never happened. But you know, like, so I was lying to everyone around me, mm-hmm. you know, and at Was church- it hard for you to keep the lie straight? Oh Yeah. Oh, I mean, the stress, <laughs> the stress of not being. Alive. I remember you kept being like, Paige, like life is just really awful. And I just kept looking around being like, oh, I don't know. I think it's pretty good. Like not even like a glass half full, but I'm like, what do we yeah. possibly have to be worried well, I, about? I was really depressed too and stuff. So, I mean, it, it all, every, you know, we talked about. But it like of, compounds, like it's yeah. a cycle. But I mean, like, you know, and then the. There is there is something worse than being unknown, and that's being half known. Mm, wow, and wow, guys! Like, let's <laughs> let for real. Let's pause on a moment on that. Like, who in your life knows you? Mm. Truly knows you? Like the ugliest, darkest parts of your heart. Who knows you? Yeah. Because if you aren't known, being half known. It's exhausting. When when me and Paige were dating, so hurtful. We struggled with, you know, being being sexually pure, 
And I remember we went and told our mentors and I, I, I told, I, I let him know me just enough. I said, you know, I, I said like, we struggle, which is true. That is, that is truth. Like there is a struggle there, but like being like, mm, Mike, Mike struggles with, you know, struggles with addiction. That's a very broad sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very broad thing. It's like, no, Mike um, lies. He steals pills. He manipulates. He takes pills on, on the regular. It runs his life. Like, that's me being known. Right. And then, and then even apart from that, it's like, what, as a result of that, Mike is severe depression, severe anxiety. His spiritual life is crippled. His relationships are are built like matchsticks with matchsticks. Like nothing is secure. Like that's, that is being known, you know, me telling people and I would tell people like, yeah, you know, I struggle with addiction and they're like, oh, and they're like, well, what, what do you mean addiction? I'm like, oh, you know, I struggle sometimes taking pills. It's like, I want you to know there's something wrong, but I don't like, I don't want you to know like how bad it is. Mm. And, and that's for what purpose at that time? What was that purpose in your life? Protection, um, protection, um, but also because with being fully known means that I've got to that gives me accountability, mm. you know, and like accountability sucks because accountability means I can't do what I want to do anymore, <laughs> you know, or what people are going to call me out on it. What would you say to the spouse who can tell something's up but can't put their finger on it? And they would like their other, you know, the other, uh, the partner to share, but everything that they've been like trying isn't working. Honestly. Can you um, force someone to be transparent? Um, yes and no. It depends on the person. It's not, you know, like, you know, there's those intervention shows and honestly, I think, I think they're great because one of the things they do is it's no longer like for that spouse who thinks there's something going on and the, and the husband or the wife won't open up about it, bring in the other people who are close to that person, Mm. people they trust, not who you trust, who they trust. They have to be trustworthy people. It can't be like some skis ball or, you know, some, you know, awful wife to another husband. Like, you know, it's gotta be some people that they trust, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and should like be a community around them and show them like, we think something's going on. Like we need to like really dive into this. Right. And if it's pornography, like let's look, let's look through your stuff. Let's, let's actually look at this. You know, if it's drugs, like, you know, we don't trust you. We need to feel like you can take a drug test. I mean, like putting your foot down, you know, but also doing it with the support. Like you said, like, Surrounding yourself with the saints, you know, because it's hard. Like, and and there are still times even now where Paige is like, like we got into an argument the other day and she was like, something is going on and you're not telling me. And based on our history, that's a very valid thing for her to say, because we're in an argument, we're disconnecting. And, and for her disconnection means something's going wrong because for so long, something was wrong and we were in disconnection. And so now because of my past, I have to then 
reassure her and show her nothing is going on. Right. I still struggle with trust. Yeah, which like you that's very justified. <clears throat> I, in general in life, don't know how to do things moderately. I am full speed ahead or like absolute stop. Hmm. There is no in between at all. And so uh, it's hard for me to be in the middle of like fully trusting you and no trust at all. Yeah. Like just like mm, trust. <laughs> and you know, it it would be easy to just like engage fully to full trust, but there's no wisdom in that. Um and maybe one day. Well, and and also like we just went to uh this marriage seminar, marriage intent marriage intensive. Which by the way, I know that we always talk about it, but if y'all want to go, hit me up. For real. We'll make it happen. Um this is our second time doing it. And Probably my the biggest takeaway that I'm each time I'm coming away with is like, so we we just expect people to have their crap together, mm. like when we meet them, when we marry them, when we date them, like and just people we meet in general, but like especially those who are closest to us, like our spouses, like we expect them to be like an honest person, you know. And we expect them to be truthful and we expect them to be emotionally stable. But our childhoods <laughs> really jacked us up, <laughs> you know? Even and if so, you had like, a great childhood, yeah, even a if you phenomenal had a childhood, childhood there, like, there's still stuff. I Like, as, as hard as I try to be a good dad, I know I'm still going to jack my kids up some way, shape, or form. And it's not because I'm trying to or not trying to. Like, it's because that's just, there are missing pieces in me that should be there to be a, more effective for my kids and they're not i wonder what our kids are gonna say i know right my mom always made us go on trips <laughs> my dad was really firm but he also played with me a lot <laughs> like i like and so i mean so like the trust thing like it, it would be so easy to be like oh, i trust you but the reality is is like if if you don't trust that person like it's not like I never, I never approached Paige and was dishonest to Paige, because I wanted to be dishonest to Paige. I never looked at Paige and was like, "I don't care for you or honor you. I actually don't even like you." So I'm just going to be a big jerk and I'm going to lie to you. I'm going to ignore you. I'm going to disconnect from you. Like my intentions were never those things. You're- but but the outcome mm-hmm. of my actions and my choices were those things. Mm-hmm. And as my wife, like. Clearly, like you, you took it personally because you, as you should, you know, but as we're going through all this counseling and stuff, it's like in this last one we did, like I really struggle with being open, transparent and intimate. Like letting people in is very, very difficult for me. You had and a really big revelation. Are you going to share that? There was like four of them. <laughs> um What, 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 I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to do that. Oh, the, was like that G-O-D? Mm-hmm. Is that what that was? <laughs> um, oh, like I, I, I don't know how I'm, I, I don't, I, we're, okay. We're, I want to be fully known. So not half known. So mm-hmm. I struggle with being open to the Lord and to other people. And letting, letting them in because I didn't feel 
I wasn't raised that way. I wasn't raised in transparency. Um, I, di- I didn't feel taken care of as, as a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's a hurtful statement for my family. Um, and it's not like that thing again. It's not these things that I struggle with weren't modeled for my parents, for my mom. Hmm. My mom did not have a family that modeled um, caring and loving and tenderness and support. Right. And so, and it was like doggy dog world for them, you know? And so that wasn't modeled for me. And so I now as an adult, I'm like... No, I, all my kids get is loving and tenderness. Yeah, I'm like... I'm going to drown you in, in this, <laughs> you know? Um, That's truly how he is with our kids. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen you not tender with our kids. I don't, I don't and here's the thing. I'm, I'm not like, okay, Mike, let's go and be tender. Like, let's let's be overly affectionate. I'm just like, oh, man, I just love my kids. You're just like, what would I, what would little Mikey want? <laughs> but anyway, I don't know where I was going with all that. You got me off track. Well, <laughs> we were talking about lots of things, but the, the most recent was... At the marriage intensive, you realized that you were not being transparent, and I asked you if you're going to share about the Lord and how that. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm, I struggle with transparency with to God. I will tell God my sins <clears throat> and my wants. You know, I'll tell Him the highs and the lows, um, but all the in between is not <sighs> shared. Like I don't, I don't share my struggles. I don't share my hurts and my pains and my desires. Um, which means my conversations are very one-sided with the Lord. And even with Paige, Paige, you know, like was like, you need to be more transparent with me. And it's like, okay. Like, and I struggle with like, when, like if I have a problem, I will work on that problem until it's fixed. And then you'll share. And then I'll be like, hey, you know, like, then I'll come and be like, I've been struggling By with this. By the way, for... I beat rabies. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? Like, um... That was an office reference. <laughs> but I, I die a beat this. Um, <laughs> no, so, but like, so, but that... <laughs> I, because I grew up in a family where you, you take care of your stuff. Like, it's nobody else's problem. You take care of it, get it done, and that's that. Which... I personally really love Mike's family. I'm going to put that out there before I share this story. You do. You love the crap out of them. I love Mike's family Um, because I think I've shared this before on the podcast. I, whenever I meet people, I kick down the door and I'm like, hi, I'm Paige and we're about to be besties. Legit. And I have yet (laughs) to found a friend that that does not work for. So Mm. (laughs) who, who? You're looking at him. Whatever. (laughs) You did that to me. I did. (laughs) You were like, you will date me. Um, But when I first met Mike's family, we lived in Washington and we were going home to Detroit to meet his sister and um, her husband and his nephew and meet everyone. So I, we were engaged at that point because we live so far away. Um, So we're already engaged. We're meeting them for the first time. And... It snowed in Michigan. We had to park like across the street in like a little parking area. It was at like 
one o'clock in the morning. Right. But I see them. They were watching us get out of the vehicle, get all of our stuff. And then they watch us like from the window, like they're waving at the window with the like curtains drawn, but they, no one came out to like help us with our stuff. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not in the South anymore. Like that's apparent. (laughs) But that like to speak to that whole, like you're a grown person, you take care of yourself. Like then you may tell someone or may not tell someone about your struggles. Yeah, like if you're going to build an empire, you go and build that empire. Like you do it. Right. Like you own it. Well, and and that's how everything except is. Except for it could go a lot quicker if you shared the burden one. Which but that's but that's like like that's not how we were raised, you know? And it's not like Right. But you're also that's not what you're choosing to live in anymore. Yeah. So you don't I mean, you can appreciate that that's how you were raised, but yeah. you don't see the benefit of continuing that way. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So in the middle of our redemption story. No, then we need to go back to, can you force someone to be transparent? You cannot force them, no. Yeah. You can beg, you can plead. And um, un- so as the person who, wa- like, as the person who wants someone to be transparent with them, you have options. Your options are. You can beg and plead, mm. and if nothing happens, beg and plead, and nothing happens, beg and plead until you you just keep doing that. Sounds you exhausting. can, yep. Um, you can be in denial and start ignoring it, and just being like, whatever, whatever I'm begging you to do. Like, I, I want you to be transparent about X, Y, Z. Or just be open. You just ignore it. And you live in denial for the rest of your life. And then wait for something to implode. And not live the quality of life that you deserve. And not in the relationship that you deserve. Um, Or you give an ultimatum and you stick to it. And then you, something changes. And that means, then that changes either you start being transparent with me or this is done. Hmm. And here's something too I will say. Um, Paige is very good at this. And she's gotten better at it because. Giving ultimatum. <laughs> it was positive. L- listen, yeah. No, you're, you got pretty good at that over the years. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry. I don't know that what I'm, you're about to say. I'm sorry that I made you give me those. Um you you as the person who wants wants somebody else to be transparent, you yourself have to be transparent. Like, how dare how dare I expect something out of Paige that I'm not willing to give her? Um, that's from leading small groups. <laughs> if you want your kids to open up, you have to start first with yourself. Yeah. Maybe I'm using my small group tactics on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, you know, so like if you're that person who's like, I wish my husband was more transparent with me or wish my wife would talk to me more and be more transparent, open up your mouth. Right. Don't be, don't be half known. We always say at our house, um, that I'm about to share the ugly of my heart. Yeah. And sometimes it's real ugly. Sometimes it is really ugly. Like, babe, I'm going to tell you something and it's really ugly. And then he'll be like, Ooh, you should probably give that over to the Lord. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) um, 
Yeah. So in the middle, like, what do you do? (laughs) What do you do when you're hoping for redemption and there's no signs of it's coming? I, you're going to have to help my memory on this, but I just remember I kept saying to Mike, like, I am so weary of doing good. I'm so, so weary of doing good. Oh, man. Where were we in the timeline? I feel like you were upstairs. Were you upstairs? I think I just, no, I, I don't know the time. I don't know where I, where I was, but I remember Paige coming to me or we were talking. We had so many, it was exhausting. Listen, don't even, you cannot complain about that. I'm not complaining. I will punch you right now. I'm not complaining. In love. I'm not complaining. I'm, uh, so we're talking about being in the middle here and being in the middle is not just for those who are waiting for the redemption, like not for those who were hurt, but it's also for those who did the hurting. Um, Mm. she, she was like, you know, she goes, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with doing good. Like what, where did it get me? Where did being a good wife, where did being a, you know, supporting you, loving you, where did me being loyal to you and, you know, staying with you and supporting you, where did that get me? And she's like, and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm like, I'm just done. I'm done doing all the good. Like, when do I get to do the bad? When do I go get to be dumb and be stupid and do stupid things that are destructive? And honestly, that was the most terrifying thought and feeling. Why was that terrifying? Because you uh, were... Because someone who is dependable in your life would no longer be dependable? Uh, that and also, I admired your morality and I admired your heart. And I admired that you... You follow the Lord so closely that it really did make a change in your everyday life and, and, and how you acted and what you, the decisions you made, you know, because even like you're not a, like you're a party animal without the, the dumbness to it, you know, without the regret. The destruction. Yeah. And you could have done all those things, but you, you didn't, you know, you, you have a way of being able to have all the fun without having all the regret. And, uh. Ooh, could that be the tagline of my life? Paige, all the fun, no regret. <laughs> I don't know. Do I mean, that's why I married it? you. I was like, man, she's fun. I don't see any regret there. <laughs> um, that was terrifying. So it was like, I, I was afraid. Like, um, I was afraid that I would affect your your innocence. I was terrified of that because, man, that, that's, that I love that about you. Not so much anymore, but, but then I did. Oh, I loved, stop. I'm just <laughs> um, man, that was hard when you came to me about that. What do you mean to affect my innocence? Like, what were you afraid of? I don't know. I mean, like, you're going to start huffing paint and, yes, you know, running a, a lot like running a biker club out of our house. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. I don't know. I mean, just like, if people want to be self-destructive, they will find the way to be self-destructive. Yeah. You know? And I just remember being like in my prayers with the Lord being like, God, this is like, this is the hardest thing I've done with you. Mm. And like, I'm going to do it with you and we're going to walk hand in hand because I know what life without you looks like and I ain't going there. Also, oh my gosh, like I don't understand. This is so hard. I just kept thinking like, 
I feel like I can't breathe. This is so hard. And mm-hmm. I went to counseling. And I think I might have said this in a previous podcast, but I was like, hey, um, we've been married for like nine years. I have been for nine years making fusing our lives together. Yeah. And I have no idea how to break this apart. And I don't know what is healthy in breaking this apart. And I can't <laughs> I can't continue doing life with someone who's like obviously not trying to do life with me. Mm. Um, but what do we do? <laughs> I said, I, the hope was that I'd be with this guy for, till I died. I'm not dead yet, but like, can't keep doing this. Yeah. Um, not for me, not for my kids. And um, I really, I struggle sometimes, I struggle a lot with follow through when I want to extend grace. Hmm. But I'm really thankful that I had a lot of people holding my feet to the fire and a lot of people being like, ensuring that I was making you do the right steps. I think that came from counseling. Hmm. Um, Some of the things that I wrote down is like when you go through trials, when like life is upside down, when life is just like when you're weary of doing good. It's very important to bring in everyday support. Like, I got a counselor for sure. But it's the friends in your lives that direct the path of your life. It's very important to have friends who are going to spur you on to righteousness. Yeah. Um, I put down, like, be mindful to surround yourselves with friends who will encourage you towards righteousness. Because I thought... Um, a couple of months ago, I was like, wow, what would my life had been like if I had friends who were like, leave him, say bye, boy, bye, mm. like go on. What did, what would my life been like if I didn't have friends who were trying to encourage me to restore? Yeah. Um, and I think getting that wise counsel, not only from a licensed therapist, but also from your people that you do everyday life with is so vitally important. Yeah. I remember, and I agree with Paige on that, because um, I had a lot of friends that knew me only partially. And so it was like, well, you guys have have one foot in the door, and I'm about to just yank you in. (laughs) And so I did. I, I yanked a couple of guys in, and... Um. Man, they were so supportive. Um, one of them, Sam, like, you know, he's like, the first step is like, we got to get you sober. Because if you're not that, then nothing's going to work. You know, nothing that you do or try or um, is going to be successful because you've got to get that under control first. Mm. And so get some time under your belt. And I remember just being like, okay. And he's like, literally, he's like, Approach this hour to hour, day to day, you know, because it like that's a good word for the person who's been betrayed. Like, yeah. take it hour by hour, day by day. Yeah, and in the person who's trying to bring, who's trying to restore, like it is a long game, but Ooh, that's good. You need to also like realize that like processing your emotions and processing what go what's going on, like. One step at a time, one minute at a time, like, you know, like, 
at one minute you're going to be broken, the next minute you're going to be numb, you know. Next minute you're going to be craving whatever you want or, you know, back to your deception or whatever. And so it's like literally minute by minute and just processing it. And Sam, you know, he was there for me, you know, and and then just knowing that someone is there for you. Mm. Like here's here's one of the things too is like a lot like for me I'm I'm a fixer. Like what's wrong? Let's figure out don't tell me exactly what's wrong so I know exactly how to fix it. And the reality is like no one could no one I'm inviting into my life at this time uh after uh New York and after everything happened could fix it. Like not my family, not my friends, not our pastor, not my counselor, nobody I'm inviting in to, so they know me fully is going to be like, cool, you're going to help me fix this. And, or even give me wise counsel, but like, or give me the right, right things to say, or like, you know, like what I'm trying to say is that just knowing that someone's there for you means so much, you know, like I went to a friend and he, he did not have the right, the right stuff to say. He really didn't have any really wise counsel, but he told, uh, he tried to give me advice, <laughs> but n- he was like, what do you need? Do you need a place to stay? Do you need money? You know, do you need it? Like, what do you need? I will, I will give it to you. And it's like, I, I didn't you. need, I didn't need any of that. But knowing that that person was there was such a. Especially because, man, I felt so alone. Right. That was the the most miserable moment of time of my life. It was awful. And we just moved churches. <laughs> right. I like. I feel bad that like we just started going to a church and then we're like, <laughs> we're drowning. But also, I'm so thankful. I'm so so thankful that um, that happened. I wanted our church to... showed up, man. Right. I'm gonna clap really, with that. Really our church showed up. <laughs> and they still show up to today. Right. They still do. Um, James 1, 2, and we all know this, like, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Um, and then, I don't know if many of you guys know, but after that, because, you know, <laughs> you know, it was really hard considering all this that I was going through as joy, as I'm, like, literally... I mean, God is just like chipping away at my soul, like just chipping away. Um, but then in verse five, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. And so consider a joy when you're going through trials and not so you know, far down. He says, ask for wisdom. It's going to be given to you. And I think that's a really important part of walking through the middle. Ask for wisdom. Ask for the Lord. Um, it's a promise that we can take him up on. Like he says, if you ask for wisdom, he's going to give it to you. Can you read all of one through five? Yeah, absolutely I will. One through five. James, a servant of God, no, no, Lord Jesus Christ. No, 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 we're here now to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Mm. It must finish its work so you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. 
If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. So it... Hold on. Real quick. I'm sorry. Woo! Um, Hold on. (laughs) My pastor growing up, he always used to say, um, your heart is the only thing that you get to take into heaven with you. Like, well... What about your soul? That's what he said. And if there's the rapture, then we can have our bodies too. Read Revelation. God is always about our heart condition. That is his his biggest um, desire is for us to be with him and for our hearts to desire, to look like him. And um, I, I just thought that that verse, um, perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I was thinking like, man, we only have this lifetime to refine, to be refined by the Lord so that we can have that finish its work so that we, we may be mature, be mature, not lacking anything. And so I want to encourage you guys who are in that middle in between, like, let this finish its work. Mm-hmm. Let it finish its work and be a solid participant. You know, there's a lot of times where we go through the exact same trial over and over and over again. Because we didn't learn it the first time. So why don't we take the opportunity to go through this hard thing, learn from it, and move on to the next thing so that we may be mature, not lacking anything. A good redemption story is something Paige really loves. And I think we all really love too. And I think that there's a misconception of what a rede- what redemption looks like. Um. And I'll, I'll use our story as an example. You know, our story as of right now is a story of redemption. Um, we have come through a lot and there's still a lot left to go through. But, you know, we were making it and then we weren't making it <laughs> and things were destroyed and now we are making it. Um, and that we that, that's something that people, I think, would consider a redemption story. And that's something that kind of the story people would want to hear. They want that story. If you are in that right now, like if you're, if you're about to be in it um, or you're years after it, um, that's not the only avenue of redemption, you know, because if me and Paige didn't make it, let's say we didn't make it af- after New York and... We did get divorced. Um, my like that story. The story is not over. You know, um, there's still a huge chance for redemption. And you know, just like Scripture is saying, you know, like it needs to complete its work. Like, just because it doesn't turn out the way we want it to, doesn't mean that there's not a redemption aspect to it. Mm. You know, and like, who are we to say whether or not the like. Who are we to write our own story? Who is mm-hmm. the clay to say to the potter what it should be? You know, um, and having the trust and the faith that even though it's not looking out, looking like it's turning out the way we want it to, we can still have faith and trust and believe that it's going to be what the Lord wants. <laughs> I was watching The Blacklist. It's a great show. Um, and one of the quotes was today, it was said like, uh, you can't judge a book by its cover and you certainly can't judge it by its first few chapters, but you can judge it by the rest of the chapters and you can judge it by the last chapter. And I think that's something to like, think about where 
Mm. If your marriage is failing, how about this? If your marriage has failed and there's no redemption for your marriage, that doesn't mean that there's not redemption. Like your life can still have redemption. Also, I bet there's more people who are listening than not who fall in the category of, man, this is hard. Mm-hmm. This is really, really hard. And sometimes I just want to give up. Mm. And for that, I say there is so much hope with a whole heck of a lot of hard work in front of you. A lot of hard work. Um, But I have never met two people that can't stay married. If if they both desire to change. Yeah. Yeah. Because the end goal is to, as a believer, to just be a mirror to Christ. Uh, I, we always talk about how I worship the Lord on my hands and my knees (laughs) and like the entire time, no matter what song is playing, I'm like, God, just like, let me die to myself. I do not want to look like me. Let me look like you. Let me look like you. You know, what's torture too is wondering what's going on with the other person. So with those people who are like in the, in the hard this is really, really, really hard. Like, if you want, to, if you want to make it work, you can. But also, like, be open, and transparent, and be like, "Hey, I want to make this work." Mm. Yeah, I think that's really. Good. I we need to make this work. I want to make this work. <laughs> Where do you stand? You had that piece of paper, and it was like. And big letters, I think it said win page back or something like that. And you just kept holding that piece of paper and you're like, this is what I'm going to do. And like holding it up. And I was so emotional. I was like distraught. And I was like, when I- okay. <laughs> like I, I like literally was not giving you an inch. No, she was wasn't. Like, but, cool. but that's the thing though is like, if, if you're wondering what, what your wife wants, like does she even want to be with me? Does your husband even want to be with you? Do they want to make this work? Do they want to give up pornography? Does your wife want to give up drinking and all the stuff that she's doing wrong? Does, do, 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 does that other person even want this? Tell them what you want and then ask them what they want. Mm. Because chances are they're wondering what the heck you want. Right. And I think that's a really good way to start, start that conversation. Um, part of the... When, whenever we think about these situations, we often one are on the side of the person who got hurt. Like Paige would be that person in this, in this, in this scenario, you know, but also like, that's the person where like the main focus is usually on. And as the person who did the offense, um, it is a very traumatic and very difficult thing to, to swallow knowing how much destruction you, you can bring. So when we were in the middle of this, it was very hard knowing that I had done so much damage to my wife and then now to my kids, Um, especially because so a lot of the lies and a lot of the the things that I had set up were to protect me, but they were also to protect them, which is very foolish in retrospect when you look back and you're like... You know, if I just had told her years ago, like, hey, I'm struggling with taking pills, 
like, here's what I've been doing. I'm like, it wouldn't have ballooned to where it was. It really wouldn't have. Um, that's doing more to protect them. Um, but the, like, but I didn't know that, (laughs) you know, like I, I was not something I was, you know, I was wise about and most people aren't, you know, um, but being in that situation, um, was crippling emotionally and physically, but then also knowing what I had to do to move, to move forward from that. Like I really had to self-evaluate, like, what do I, what do I want to do? What do I want? And, you know, like pushing, pushing for that, no matter what Paige wanted, you know, obviously like if she wanted to get a divorce, I'd be like, I don't want to do that. Um, but if that's, you know, like, okay, if that's where we're going to go, like, okay. But getting better, pursuing her and getting myself right and making amends and doing, and doing right by those who I did wrong to, um, that middle ground, that, that middle between the hurt and the redemption was such a long journey and it took a lot because, there was so much work to be done. And for those of you who are in the middle of that, who are about to be in it or who are near the end of it, if you're near the end of it, kudos. I hope you did the hard work. And if you, if you can look back on however long it's been and be like, I really wasn't hard work. You re- I really want to encourage you to, ev- <laughs> to evaluate what you've been doing. Um, Cause it's a lot of hard work making amends with that, with the people that you've hurt. Also, you know, it's kind of like in layers. <laughs> like, you know, you might take a big chunk out of it, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, but I missed all this. And you kind of have to go back and do a big chunk out of it. Mike just completed his step study, mm-hmm. boop, 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 which is incredible. Took a year. Um, and I finally have Saturday mornings back with my family. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, but even in that, he was like, yeah, I'm probably going to do a couple more step studies. (laughs) And it's like, at first I was like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. Just because Saturday mornings without Mike are miserable. (laughs) But the reality is like, that's so good and it's so needed and it's so valuable. Um, taking an internal inventory of just all of life. And Mm -hmm. you know, the more you get in there and scrub and clean, the more, you know, freeing it is. And like, it's, it's James one, five all over again, like allowing it to finish its work. Or is yeah. that for perseverance? Finishes <laughs> in good work. So guys, this is, I know it's a really random episode. Um, I appreciate you guys sticking with us. Uh, I just got back from Arizona. I was there for an entire week for a work conference and I stayed the rest of the weekend for a dad getaway. Uh, my room had two beds in it. And I had a genius idea, guys. So I was like... <laughs> he FaceTimed me and he was like, Paige, look, it has two beds. And I'm like, and I, I, yeah, and then I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wipe my face with one of the bed sheets and I don't even care. And she goes, you got one bed for sleeping, one bed for eating. And believe me, that's like, one bed was full of crumbs and was nasty. And the other one was spotless and that's where I slept and it was wonderful. I feel bad for the maid. <laughs> I cleaned up a little bit before that. I was supposed to go with them. It was in um, Scottsdale, Arizona. And then like, it just like time, like thing after thing after Mm -hmm. thing came up that I couldn't. And I was like, you know what? 
forget it. I'm not even going to try. Man, it was but, amazing. But that's one of the reasons why we didn't do a podcast. I was gone for a week. and I thought about doing my own, but guys, like, I was like, wouldn't that be so fun if like I just put a one out by myself? Like Mike just like opens up his phone and he sees that we put one out. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I don't know how to set it up. I don't even know what program we do it on. I don't know how here. to like splice it or whatever they say. I was like, you know what? That's we, called, it's the world it. doesn't need just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we love you. Thanks for sticking it through it um, with us. Uh, we're hoping to do more episodes. We got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, we would like to, if you, if we know you, or if we don't, who knows, if you would like to be on this with us so you can tell us your redemption story. Dude, we would love to hear it. We can even keep your family, your name anonymous. Yeah, you can be one of those people who talk about the thing like this, <laughs> so it's not. Um, for those of you who are in the middle of your redemption story, we would love to help you if you want to reach out. We encourage you to reach out. If you have not reached out to somebody, that doesn't mean us, but anybody, please do it. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself. And if you feel, because here's a reality too, if you feel like there is no one you can reach out to, we would love for you to reach out to us. Please do. Please do. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. This is Laugh So You Don't Cry. 